Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweeps, the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And today, our topic is the Quietdell murders uh, that occurred back in 1932. Um, and the uh, perpetrator in these murders were, was a guy named Harry Powers, a uh, serial killer who lived in West Virginia. We're going to get and then talk about all of his dastardly deeds. Uh, but before we do that, I want to introduce our panel. As always, I'm joined by the very talented and very lovely Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Timmy. How are you? Fine. I'm fine. That's excellent. I'm also joined by the um, very uh, talented debonair, uh, a man who is considered the most dangerous man in podcasting today, the very honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm disturbed, Timmy. Why, Why are you disturbed? I'm disturbed. Well, what's, what's fast approaching, Timmy? Uh, Wednesday? Christmas, for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess you two heathens wouldn't know about Chuck that. Chuck up the Christ in Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I and I am I'm I'm disturbed by the way we have commercialized Christmas, Timmy. Oh, because you had to buy gifts for your staff. Is that, <laughs> right. my, is that what you're saying? This is a my, uh, my living room looks like an Amazon uh, warehouse, Timmy. Okay. Uh, yesterday, the mailman came. He he had he had to bring shit up on the door with a dolly. I'm not lying to you, Timmy. He had he had about nine boxes he was bringing up to the house. And I realized that. Uh, did the people are forgetting the true meaning of Christmas, Timmy? Oh, good. You're going to tell us. Well, Christmas is about eggnog and old granddad, Timmy. Well, you got a point there, Colonel. Christmas is about taking long naps when your wife's family comes over so you don't have to... Talk to them. Talk to them, no. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... And, and it's 60 degrees out here, Timmy. I know. We're in Cincinnati, I love that. it's 60 degrees. It's supposed to be snowing in the wintertime. It's, like the, the, it's like the stars have lined up against the Colonel having a nice Christmas. And on top of that, you had to buy gifts for your staff. Well, I had to buy gifts for my staff. Yeah, I understand. I'm not Colonel. saying, I'm, I'm not saying that <clears throat> they, do not, uh, they do not warrant gifts. Yeah. You I'm just don't just, like paying for them. I do not. Uh, it's expensive. I understand, dude. Christmas is expensive. Yes, the colonel's uh, 
the colonel's a, a, a generous man. Mm-hmm. I'm a generous man, Timmy, but... You're a giver. Yeah, but I don't like buying gifts for people. I understand that. You buy gifts for people, you don't even know who they are. You, I mean, you know who they this are, but you staff, don't know what though. they like. So, huh? This is your staff. Yeah, you know I don't know what they puts like. puts up with your bullshit. 364 days of the year. Yeah, she's got a point. Throwing that out. And and, and and the other thing is uh, the whole, I mean, like on my birthday this year, Hanukkah started. Mm -hmm. Why can't Hanukkah start on a regular day every, like every December 20th? Why can't it be every December 20th? Well, I don't know. Why are you concerned about the Jewish holiday for? Because I like to be inclusive. I like to say happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, happy... Diwali and but Diwali is for our Indian friends. That started in November. But you don't year, get so a. But you don't get a pick when they can celebrate a holiday. Well, he's known for his inclusion. Yeah, I'm just saying it would be easier uh, if if for you for me. Yeah. Um, if if my Jewish friends would and my and my Kwanzaa friends and my Diwali friends or Ramadan friends Ramadan Ramadan, Ramadan you just like Ramadan. you just like everyone just to kind of coordinate their holidays right. to revolve around you yeah so I know when they are yeah I understand Carl. I mean I got to download them onto my calendar get a little ding on my phone happy hanukkah yeah. and is it hanukkah is it chanaka and then you got to get 12 gifts for people what the hell kind of thing is that Timmy? I don't know. We'll have to ask young Brittany, see if she can work on that. So. She don't know any... I'm more Jewish than Brittany is. <laughs> okay, Colonel, we have any shout-outs? We got all kinds of shout-outs. Now, we did have a... Uh, we did have a... Uh, and, and Timmy made an insensitive remark about pansexual. Yeah, it was not me. Um, it was me. I'm glad you're handling this with grace. Thank you. And... One of our listeners... Let's, let's um, go back. Our last show, we were talking about one of the serial killers who claimed to, who were thought to be pansexual. Pansexual. And we made some kind of stupid... I think it's more than just me. I think we all made stupid remarks. I don't think I did. I uh, thought it meant that they liked Pan-American people. You thought it was that they just... Brandy said they had sex with Sex maniacs, yeah. I don't so, think I did say I that. I think you did. I don't think so. So we did not mean to offend anyone. And, it, and it's a it's a complicated uh it's it's a it's it's confusing to me because i have a hard time between that and bisexual um you know what i mean the different but basically the listener explained to us the pansexual or the person develops feelings romantic feelings regardless of sexual orientation or of gender or of gender yeah Yeah, gender or sexual orientation so um thank you for clarifying that um we are we are wiser for it um and the thing to remember, folks, as we do these podcasts, we're, we're three idiots. You know, we're allowed to say anything. And, you know, don't please don't be offended because we don't know what the hell we're talking about most of the time. Um, but thank you to our uh, person who wrote in, Charlie. Thank you for um, clarifying that. And um, we will um, – we appreciate that. And uh, I guess I wasn't supposed to say his name. What? What? It's okay. It's all right. No, Charlie. I mean, from the email, Charlie seemed very, very comfortable. In in in. He's a very nice guy. Yeah, and he, he loves the show. With and uh, yeah. in his Stop own talking. skin. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. All right. Who else are we gonna shout out for? Um, of course, we got Jesse. That, now, Jesse. Uh, Jesse. Um, that's weird because I was on another. Um, I was on a, another Facebook page, podcasting, talking about podcasting. 
And um, I mentioned that we had a podcast, and Jesse had asked what the name of the podcast was. So I said History Dweebs, and Jesse said, oh, yeah, I listen to that all the time. So thank you, Jesse, for, for listening. You're happy to hear that. Yeah, and we got, um, of course, Omar. Omar's always. Yeah, Omar sent us a nice note. Um, Kim Taylor, she sent us a nice email. Yeah, she had uh, said she enjoyed the um, uh, uh, Hank Williams Jr., or the Hank Williams podcast. That was you and uh, Scott. Scott, right. Okay. Uh, Canute, of course. Uh, Brittany Nicole. Storm. Storm, you handsome, handsome animal. Uh, Marty Ray. Um, Mary uh, Ray. Huh? Mary Ray. Mary Ray. Man, what? Who told you how to write? M A R Y. M A R Y. Look at the R G E there. I forgot to You know say. Mary Ray. You gave her shout They need before. to start teaching cursive back in school because your printing's terrible. Um, and of course, we got the Lady Beverly. Yeah. Um, we hope she's doing well. We got the lovely Dottie Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did get an address from. Uh, from uh, um, I got it on my computer. Brittany Nicole. Brittany Nicole? Yes. Um, who will be soon receiving in the mail after the Christmas rush because I don't want the post office to tear it up with all these packages. An 8x10 color glossy picture, autograph picture of the colonel and his faithful companion, Rudy. I don't believe you have one. Oh, I do. We got headshots I can't together. believe somebody wants one. Yeah. Okay. It's like the 20th one I had to give out. Yeah, yeah that right. is. Okay, let's talk about the... Um, Brandy, do you have any shout-outs? No. Any Christmas greetings you want to... No. Okay. Do you do you people believe in Christmas? I don't know who you're talking to. Well, I, I don't know if you where you're at this week. Are you one of the, one of the uh, Mormons or are you one of the Satanists? Okay, let's, wow. let's get... Well, in. I mean, she's been both religions. Yeah. She uh, Really? Okay, this this uh, conversation can go nowhere but down. So let's talk about the quiet Delmberters, shall we? Her- Some, something more pleasant. Yes. Harry F. Powers was also known You're a dick. as Herman... <laughs> Me? He is a dick. No. Oh. I wish my name was Dick Powers. <laughs> Harry... Harry F. Powers. Wouldn't it be cool if his middle name was Dick? Harry Dick Powers. <laughs> Harry F. Powers. F. F. Also known as... A.K.A. A.K.A. Herman Drenth. What? Drenth. That's a stupid name. Cornelius Pearson. And R. A. R. Weaver. He had a lot of aliases. He did. He was a con man, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a swindler, candy dancer, a thief, and and, sodomite, and a convicted serial killer. Yeah, I bet he was slutty too. Uh, No, not really. He was hanged in Moundsville, West Virginia, in 1932. Okay. Okay. He murdered at least five people. At least. At least. Including two women and three children. But he's suspected in many, many more killings. So, our topic today is Harry F. Powers, also known as the Bluebeard of Quietdale. He didn't have a very cool serial killer name. 
I'd get something stuck. I mean, just sort of listen. Like listen if you heard this name ten times, but just it's Quiet Dell. Yeah, Quiet like Dell. the computer, not Quiet Dell. Quiet Dell. Are you doing this part? Huh? Are you doing this part? Are you fucking this chicken? Neither are you. Are you fucking this chicken? Okay. I'm just saying he got a little bit of an accent there. <laughs> Using many of his aliases that we just enumerated. Wow. Harry Powers would lure countless women to an underground chamber located beneath his garage in Quiet Dell. No, he's still screwed. Up. West Virginia. Dell. Shut up. Dell. Shut For up. Dell. The farmer in the. I'm <laughs> in the Dell. Powers would scour Lonely Heart Club ads in out-of-town newspapers. Are you screaming? And write to women tantalizing letters. I love tantalizing letters. I, I got to get a tantalizing letter. Q is, t- is a tantalizing letter. If, Q is a tantalizing If the ladies... <laughs> if the ladies were willing to come sexy. to visit... If the ladies were willing to come to visit Powers, he would swindle away their cash and dispose of them. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do what you got to do. Hey, a question for you. Yeah? This came up. Uh, I got to go to a New Year's Day party with my family. And my 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 daughter, you know, you have, in Facebook you can create a private event. Yeah. Because you said Q is a tantalizing letter, right? Sexy. Made me think of this. I don't um, know why, because that's weird. So, so anyway, my my daughter says, my my niece says, okay, everybody, tell me what you're bringing. And my daughter says, I'm bringing a, a dip. Would you like sweet or savory? Ah. Why can't you have both? Have Isn't there something sweet yeah, and you savory? Have to pick. You have to choose. You can't be greedy. You don't get everything. You can't you be greedy want. with I've the flavor. I've heard sweet and savory stuff before. You can't be greedy with the flavor. Yeah. Okay. Just. So it can only be one or the other. Uh, yes, for our for your purposes, yes. Okay. Now can I go back to the story? You guys were not at helpful at all in that. Harry Powers, Harry F. Powers. Well, not to be confused with Dick Powers. <laughs> yeah. Hank or Powers or Harry Q. Powers. Yeah. <laughs> Harry F. Powers was born Herman Drenth oh. in 1892 in the Netherlands. He and his family immigrated to the United States in 1910. It's a long time ago. They lived, yeah, 105 years ago. They lived in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and then later migrated to West Virginia in 1926. So we're worried about all these. See, maybe they're on to something because these immigrants came over here and they killed people. Yeah, we had that guy in the chicken coop murders. He immigrated from Canada, remember? Oh, we got to start watching. Canadian immigrants. We got to watch these immigrants closely, Mm -hmm. Timmy. The Canadian ones. Um, Herman did not want to be an immigrant. Uh, his dad, his father was a farmer, but Herman, or Harry F. Powers, did not want to be a farmer like his father. He had higher aspirations. Uh-huh. He wanted a higher standard of living and planned to use the resources and opportunities available in America that were in, unavailable in his home country to gain money. I, I don't know. I mean, his home country is the Netherlands. They can sell sex. They can sell heroin. Right. It's pretty nice over yeah, there. Yeah. And I believe being a farmer is about the noblest pre- pre- profession you could have. You could yeah, being a hooker. Out. Huh? Being a hooker. Well, a hooker's noble, yeah. But mm. Although he was far from handsome. Well, he was. <laughs> he was described as a pig-faced little man. That is accurate. So 
pig face had a winning way with words. <laughs> it's going to be like pissy. He's going to be pig face from now on. <laughs> and striking eyes. He did have striking eyes if you look at his picture. Pig face. That stuck out piercingly even from behind his thick lens glasses. <laughs> pissy. He had those ant killers. I didn't tell you. That that guy, I told you that guy was Casey's professor, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Our listeners have no idea what the hell you're talking so about. So on the Alton Coleman um, podcast, there was a gentleman that we talked about that had been put in his trunk, um, put in the trunk of his car and driven from Lexington up to Cincinnati. Right. And my brother, who went to Cumberland College, um, had him as a poli-sci professor. Had the guy that was kidnapped? Yeah. Okay. So he knew him. They would talk about it all the time. We should have had him on the podcast. Well, I, you know, he couldn't make it, but I, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I did not mean to disturb your phone. No, 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 that's fine. Back to Harry F. Uh, I'm going to call him Harry Potter Dick before as before I would. Dick back, back to pig face. There it is. Police would have a hard time piecing together the past life of Harry Drenth because he changed aliases and addresses often. He left his family in Cedar Rapids to uh, serve 20 months overseas during World War I. By the end of the war, uh, he uh, moved to Oklahoma where he claimed to be an oil stock promoter named Harry Powers, a.k.a. R.A.R. Weaver, a.k.a. Cornelius Pearson, a.k.a. Pigface. What kind of stock? I'm not going back there. We're going moving forward. Moving forward. I believe our listeners missed it. Long before there was Craigslist, Backpage, or Date.com dating, there were places where men and women who were too shy or too busy to meet face-to-face could find romance. They were called matrimonial bureaus. These organizations were known mostly as Lonely Hearts Clubs, and they flourished through the middle of the 10th, 20th century. One such club was called the Detroit's Americans Friendship Society, which opened in 1927. By 1931, he had earned more than $100,000, which is a lot of money back you know, during the Depression. More money now. Yeah. Uh, business, business continued to strive even at the height of the Depression. For, uh, for an annual fee of $4.95 for men and $1.95 for women... Members got a listing available of matches, mostly widows and widowers, with a description of their most attractive features. Widowers. <laughs> okay, guys, we got to get through this. Among American Friendship's clients was Harry F. Powers, or Big Face. Big Face. In 1926, Powers responded to a posting in the Lonely Hearts Club magazine from a young lady named Lula Struthers. Miss Strother Lula sounds delightful. Mm-hmm. Owned a small grocery store in Clarksburg and a farm in the nearby Quietdale. Although she was financially comf- comfortable, Lula was seeking companionship and romance. Aren't we all really? No, I just want to be others. alone. That's all I want to be is by myself. She found romance in the form of 34-year-old Harry F. Powers. Big face. Pig, pig face. face. Pig face. Apparently, she looked beyond his... Pig face. Yeah. Features. Pig facedness. 
The seeds of love were planted during a passionate correspondence Ooh, that gross. blossomed into marriage in 1927. Did he plant the seeds of love in our loins? I'm sure he did. loins. Following their marriage, uh, the newlyweds settled down together uh, to run the Quincy Street Grocery. Now, Harry had many faults, but stupidity was not one of them. He soon recognized yeah, the fact. Face was though. <laughs> he soon recognized the fact that matrimony had proven to be the most financially rewarding uh, aspect of his life. You, I, I'm with you there, brother. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> Although he asserted his undying love for Luella until his death. What the hell is her name? <laughs> Luella. I don't know. L- it changes every time you L- say it. <laughs> L-U-E-L-L. She got more aliases than he does. There was no <laughs> there was no time that marriage did little to Daphne his quest for long distance love affairs. So he continued his Pouring around on these um, websites. Well, hold on. Websites. So He's, let me let me just get this straight. These uh, Lonely Heart Clubs, just even so, after he was married. So he uh, had a woman here and a woman across the country, across the world. Across yeah, he, he, he continued. Does that ring a bell with you, devil? He can sound familiar. It does sound a little familiar. Can, I don't, do we know somebody like I that? I believe we do. All right, let's move on. He, oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess you would want to move he on. He continued to correspond with women in the American Friendship Society. He was a slut. Uh, despite the fact of being, being married to his wife, Luella, for five years. His ad read, and I quote, Wealthy widower, worthy, <laughs> worth $150,000 with income from four hundred to 3000 per month. That, that, that's a pretty wide range. Yeah. Right. Well, it could be. I work on commission. <laughs> Civil engineer and a very fine-looking man of 38. He writes, my business expertise, oh my, I'm sorry, my business enterprises prevent me from making many social friends. There you go, yeah. Which is what I put on Match.com. And my peak face doesn't help. (laughs) No. I am therefore unable to make the acquaintance of the right kind of, of women. Mm. As for my prop, my as for my properties are located throughout the Middle West. I believe I will settle there when married. I am an elk and a mason. Uh, what else did he say? He owns a beautiful ten-room house, completely furnished, and my wife would have her own car and plenty of spending money. But she must be strictly a one-man woman. Mm-hmm. I will not intol- I will not tolerate infidelity. As he should not. As he should not. Yeah. I'm living alone in West Virginia, and the lie detector says, "You are uh, daddy." That is a lie. So contact Cornelius Pearson. P.O. Box 277, Clarksburg, Virginia. You know, Colonel, I was thinking about this when I read this, and I thought it's been a while since I've kind of tweaked my um, personal ads. Yeah. Um, match or whatever. Craigslist. Craigslist. Christian Mingle. Backpage, whatever. So uh, here's my ad. I want, let me know what you think of it. Middle-aged, overweight, balding, financially insecure, unemployed white male... Tim doesn't need he doesn't need one. Six Jennifer Lawrence look alike for hot times. Must live on the bus line. <laughs> See, and you know what? Here's the thing, Tim. Yeah. You put that damn ad in there and put a picture of yourself in there. And I'll be damned if like ten people won't reply to look just like Jen. Now that'd be batshit crazy and have some kind of dysfunction, but they'll look just like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. More ass in a McDonald's toilet seat. Mm-hmm. No reason. So, anyway, uh, that's my new Craigslist slide. Okay, so despite being happily married to Luella, 
Harry, pig face, decided to supplement his income by ripping off lonely women. Unfortunately, the world was full of lonely women back in 1930, as it is today. Postal records indicate that replies to Powers' advertisement poured in at a rate of 20 or 10 to 20 letters per day. No one will ever know the exact, exactly how, how he selected his victims from this long list of lonely hearts. So Brandy is going to tell us about his dastardly deeds. I wonder if they put pictures on the Lonely Hearts. Yeah, I think so. I think they they probably they probably printed them. What level you on there, Devil? See you putting your phone down there, and you got the Candy Crush up. What what level you do? First of all, you don't know what you're talking about. Second of all, don't worry about it. Timmy, do you see the Candy Crush? This isn't Candy Crush. It is Candy Crush. No, it's not. I haven't played Candy Crush in years. What game is it? None yet. So reading Thomas's ad. Cooler heads might have figured this was too good to be true, but not Asta Eicher. Asta, Asta. Asta. Well, they don't. You don't. You don't see that name much anymore. Well, no. <laughs> no. She was a Chicago widow. Shake that Asta. <laughs> Asta La Vista, baby. Wow. She was a Chicago widow with three children. She had Greta, fourteen; Harry, twelve; and Annabelle, nine. I wonder if she was pansexual. <laughs> Eicher's husband, a silversmith, had died eight years earlier, and since his death, she dedicated herself to raising her family. So what does she, a silversmith really do? They smith silver. Do they, like, make forks? Yes. And swords. And swords. So Powers, under the alias of Cornelius Pearson, entered into pig a face. long... Pig face. Entered into a long correspondence with the widow Eicher. During that time, Powers also began the construction of a garage located on the farm property at Quietdale, West Virginia. So he's doing all this while his wife is still yeah. wifing. Yeah, doing, she's doing she, her Luella, thing. Luella, Luella. Luella's doing her thing. Yeah, Luella, she's none the wiser. In the meantime, in Chicago, for the first time in years, Asta Eicher had told her friends that romance had again entered her life. But she other, got a man. But yes, she did. Girl. Asked about to get her some. Good. Asta's getting a little uptight. Somebody gonna bust. After eight years, Asta's getting Somebody a little uptight. Somebody gonna bust that Asta. <laughs> but other than her new love's name of Mr. Pearson, she didn't offer many details. The same month. <laughs> What's he gonna say? Pig face? <laughs> you look like a damn pig. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see. That same month, she asked William O'Boyle, a boarder, to find another place to live. So she's kicking out boarders. Her excuse was she gave the. She should have been banging. She should have been banging Mr. O'Boyle. She well, should have. The been excuse off. she gave was that the pudgy, pig-faced little Pearson, who had been hanging pins. around the house for weeks, was moving in. <laughs> You got to you got to move on. How I got, far apart did you this from his house? Huh? How far apart? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, he's living yeah, here. Well, he's living there. He's in Chicago. He's supposed to be in West Virginia. His wife's <laughs> in West Virginia. So, I mean, his real wife. So, Pink Face is moving in. Mr. O'Boyle is hitting the bricks. Hitting the bricks. Mm-hmm. So, on June 23rd, 1931, a man known as Cornelius O. Pearson arrived at the Eicher home in Park Ridge for a short visit with Asta and her children. 
After two days, Eicher and Pearson departed on a trip together, leaving the three children in the custody of the family nurse, Elizabeth Abernathy. Who has a family nurse? Evidently this bitch does. Well, I don't one. know. She had some money. Silversmiths makes, oh, uh, yeah. makes some scratch. Yeah. Make their own nickels. <laughs> <laughs> they really can't. So five days later, uh, Mrs. Abernathy received a letter from Mrs. Eicher telling her Mr. Pearson would come for the children shortly. Harry arrived uh, back at the Eicher home on the on July first, where he and he spent the night there. Uh, the next day, he sent one of the children to the bank with a note and a check, supposedly. Yeah, I love this. Supposedly signed by Miss Eicher, the note instructed the bank clerk to fill the amount of the bank balance in on the check and give it to the child. <laughs> There you really go. Thought I, I was gonna go. Over. I do not know how much money is in there, but could you just, just give me all of give it? Give me all of it. Give the kid all of it. Yeah. Basically, the kid, the kid robbed the bank. <laughs> is what he did. Right. Uh, but the bank didn't refuse to do it because the signature did not appear to be that of Asta. So when the child returned without the money, the man quickly packed, put the three children in his car, and drove off to the amazement of Mrs. Abernathy. So Pigface hit the is on hit the, the road. Yeah, he's gone. With the kids, with her, with her kids, we, we don't. Even, yeah, with her kids, with her kids, we don't even know what happened to Miss Astor right now. At this right, point. not now. So, but the widow and her children were never seen alive again. Uh, three weeks later, Cornelius Pearson arrived at the home of Mr. and Mrs. Charles Fleming of Northborough, Massachusetts. Okay, so he went from Chicago. Now he's all the way in Boston or Massachusetts. Yes. Okay. What's Mrs. Pigface think he's doing? A full of brush Business. salesman or something? Business. Business. Um, Business. She don't, you don't, don't ask me about my business. Well, that's true. That's, that's all it was. All right. So he was there to meet the object of another long and passionate correspondence, Miss Fleming's sister, Dorothy Pressler Lemke. Miss Lemke. The next morning, Cornelius and Dorothy stopped by two banks where she withdrew $4,000 before departing for Iowa where they were to be married. Along the way, they stopped at the railway, sta- railway station where Powers shipped Dorothy's trunks. Yeah, that seems reasonable. They're shipping the trunks mm-hmm. ahead of them in advance of their arrival. At the time, no one noticed that the trunks were not shipped to Iowa, but instead were shipped to Cornelius Pearson in Fairmont, West Virginia. Oh. The man known locally as Harry Powers claimed the trunks several days later. Oh. Mm-hmm. Never made it to Iowa. Yeah, interesting. Meanwhile, yeah. back in Chicago... William O'Boyle, the former tenant of Astor Eicher, went back to the Eicher's house to pick up some tools he'd left behind. Eicher and her children were gone, but the man O'Boyle knew as Pearson was there, and he was emptying the house. He's a tenacious son of a bitch. He's all over the place, yeah. too. He is a traveler. Yeah. Uh, O'Boyle contacted the police out of concern for Miss Eicher and her three children. The case of the Quiet Dell murders began to unravel in, on August 26, 1931, when officials in Park Ridge, Illinois, contacted Clarksburg Police Chief Clarence Duckworth. <laughs> Chief Duckworth? Seriously, Duck Clarence case. Duckworth? Chief Duckworth. How are you going to come up with a less masculine Clarence Duckworth? Well, Clarence. Uh, and he requested that he take, he take local resident Cornelius Pearson into custody for questioning in the disappearance of Asta Eicher and her three kids. The only problem with the request was that there was no one under that name living in Clarksburg. Oh. See? Mm, that's what alias comes in handy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because because <laughs> you went by your own name, they would right <laughs> they, they, they find come you right, right away. You, yeah. Right. 
Uh, the police chief turned the name and description over to city detective Carl Southern. But they say just look for a Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Pig face. <laughs> yeah. And asked him to track the man down. My God. <laughs> I'm looking for... Uh, pig face and pissy. Yeah. yeah, pig face. Cornelius, the guy goes by Cornelius. It's pig face. You know, a lot of those guys back then had pig faces. Though. Yeah, they were not attractive. Because they had that slick back well, hair. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even the women weren't very attractive back then. Oh, was. the women was ugly. Yeah. Ugly they sin. was ugly. Ugly as sin. Ugliest, uh, yeah, and you know what? Here's what I don't get about these long distance romances back then. Okay, now you you, you texting a girl, right? Right. And you you sending them the the nudies, the, the dick pics. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. No, no. You talking to them, okay? And you get a little flirtatious yeah. with them. You have to and wait. You have to wait nine days to get another. To get a response to see yeah. if she's gonna bite on it. Yeah. And then you get just one you letter hope she that doesn't says. Bite on it. Do you get one letter that just says LOL? Oh, so. And then you got to respond to that. So your concern is how do you have like cyber? It, sex? How do you sext? Yeah, and it take sex. you like six months to get a just yeah. get an erection. You'd have I to mean, stay aroused the whole time while waiting. Yeah, for that. and then she'd have to draw you pictures of her boob. She couldn't Snapchat something. Right. Right. Yeah. We Seriously. got it made today, really. We really do. These um, poor bastards yeah. now. It's a great time to be alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you won't get by with a pig face today. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Unless you're loaded, man. Well, you'd have Everybody to, thought he was. Yeah. You'd have to use your, your profile picture from when you was in high school. Yeah. He was probably a pig face then, but... Yeah. He probably didn't prove much. Donald Trump looks like an Oompa Loompa, and look where he's at. Yeah. So. Well, money. Money. All right. On a hunch... Detective Southern made a trip to the post office on the corner of 3rd and Pike Street. You know that corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do know that corner. And this detective is a pretty bright guy. There, he learned that Cornelius O. Pearson had rented a box and given his home address as 111 Quincy Street. He soon determined that the resident of that address, Harry Powers, closely matched the Illinois description of Cornelius Pearson. He was big face. Powers was arrested that morning <laughs> on the basis 
of the Illinois warrant, and he squealed when he <laughs> came to the door. <laughs> uh, let's see. The arrest was reported in the Clarksburg Telegram newspaper and read with interest by Louise Watson of Nutter Fort. Miss Watson telephoned the Harrison County Sheriff. She probably got one of those crank phones. Oh, you already know. Dolores, get me Wilford on the phone. (laughs) Wilford B. Grimm. She called him, the sheriff, to tell him about the Powers Garage that adjoined the property of her mother, Nellie Bond, at Quiet Dell. Sheriff Grimm obtained a search warrant for the premises on August 28th. Deputy Bond, State Police Corporal Dorsey Bailey, Police Chief Duckworth, and City Detective Carl Southern proceeded to the garage. They had to, they had all the big boys in on that. Do you one. think they had Deputy Platypus in there too? <laughs> Clarence Duck. His they had. Do you watch Phineas and Ferb? No. <laughs> His name's Perry the Platypus. Perry the Platypus. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Uh, let's see. Uh, crap. Okay. Let's see. All right. At Quiet Dell, they were joined by John Bond, a former Elk District constable. And, and grandfather of John Bon Jovi. Sure. Bond. Oh, oh, John. What? He's yeah. grandfather of Gary U.S. He Bond. said Bond. Or Barry Bond. James Bond. Bond. John Bond. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. He was on your steroids. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bond brought a matra, a mattock that they used to practice. A mattock. Maddox. Okay, so he brought uh, Maddox, a, don't he you brought a crowbar. Can't you just say a friggin' crowbar? <laughs> a Maddox is a little different than a crowbar, and then it has a. I don't uh, care. It's, so, it's very, no, this is important for our listeners yeah, to know. Is, I don't. Come on, let let. Why? Uh, a Maddox is a crowbar. What's his that name? Has, What's his name? Cliff Clavin. Yes. <laughs> a Maddox is much Dick like. Weed. Listen, is a Maddox. He's Weeble. Is <laughs> he called you a Weeble? <laughs> And you got him to shut up so I can keep going. Is if you put, if you were to combine a crowbar, a hammer, and a pickaxe into one tool, that would be a Matic. Okay, thank you, thank you, Carl. Why don't you learn about tools? I, now, I, I know, sit next to two every day. I know. Working your way through college, you knew your way around some tools, but go ahead. I sit next to two every day. Continue, Brandon. So they found that four rooms of tile and concrete have been constructed in the basement of the garage. Because I'm sorry, garages don't need basement, so that's automatically suspect. Yeah. Um, in one of those rooms, they found a bloody footprint and other signs of violence, including bloody clothes and strands of human hair. A partly burned bank book was retrieved from some ashes near the building. The hopes of authorities for the Eicher family began to fade. Officials called the Clarksburg Fire Department to assist by pumping out a nearby old well that had been filled with rocks and water. However, the well provided no clues to the location of the missing widow and her children. Then why is it even in this story? I don't know. I was just wondering (laughs) the same thing. It's a red herring well. (laughs) And there were trees on the property. There were trees. Chickens? Uh, Yeah. Chickens? And pigs, clearly. (laughs) Yeah. So handcuffed and heavily guarded, Powers was brought to the farm and showed the bloody footprint of the young boy that had been Explain that there, pig face. Well, how do they know it's a footprint of a young boy? Well, it's... Elementary. Although officials demanded, demanded... That he revealed the location of the bodies, he maintained his silence. Look, I'm going to tell you one more time, pig face. They demanded it. 
I don't well, know how you, you don't tell what? them if they demand but it. But they didn't use the colonel interrogation technique. It's just, it goes with the yeah, colonel justice. Yeah, if you right. see his face, they did. <laughs> right, Randy? <laughs> they did beat the crap out of him. They were very persuasive. You'll, okay. you'll see the picture when I post it. He's got black eyes. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, they worked him over. Yeah, fuck him. So the news <laughs> rapidly spread through the spread across the area. And by 1 o'clock that afternoon, over 300 people had gathered at the farm to watch the search. Because they're gawkers. I would set up a little uh, lemonade stand. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Among those bystanders was a 15-year-old boy who Sheriff Grimm had recently helped Powers... Okay, wait a minute. Who mm-hmm. told Sheriff Grimm that he'd recently helped Powers dig a ditch from the garage to the creek. There's always this 15-year-old kid's going to mm-hmm. turn on you. You know why? Because they're know, idiots. And, yeah. and he probably had a dog. And if it weren't for him, that... Meddling teenager and, and his damn, dog. Damn dog, I know. He'd have got away with it. Grim Never, quickly. ever get a 15-year-old to help you bury a body. No, no. Grim quickly summoned trustees with shovels who began uncovering the ditch. Within moments, the crowd retreated with a terrible odor emanating from the trench. Yeah. Among, although the decomposing body of Asta El- Eicher was found at the lower end of the ditch, it was only the beginning of the horrors awaiting searchers. The bodies of the three children were found later that afternoon. It appeared that the two girls had been strangled like their mother, but poor 12-year-old Harry had died from being struck in the head repeatedly with a hammer that was found with the bodies. If you have a hammer. Hammer in the if you, And he had a mad up. Why'd he got to beat him with a hammer? I don't know. Uh, apparently, no, that, he no, started acting out. Face didn't have a hammer, a mattock. That was the sheriff that had a mattock. Oh, no, but what I read is when uh, Pigface was strangling his sister's I guess the Harry kid, didn't like that. He, he t- no, the little kid, took, 15-year-old, took exception to that and yeah, started he didn't acting like it. out, so he took a hammer and pounded him in the head with it. Yeah. Nice. Distracted him for a few minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And the girl still didn't get away. Nah. She waited to see what happened. It's like those girls, in, it's like the women in the movie. The man getting his ass whipped, everything else. That's when you run. And they're, the gun, they're wrestling, they're 20 feet from the gun. They're yeah. wrestling with each These other. These are kids. She's kid sitting there like, well. ah! These are kids. That kid was 12. Shut up. I'm just saying it could have helped. I'm saying. The interrogation by officials... Here's the little pig face. A pig face. The interrogation by officials of Park Ridge Police, the Harrison County Sheriff's Department, and the B&O Police continued until 4 a.m. the next morning. The persuasion. Although he stringently maintained his innocence for several hours, Powers finally gave in to the vigorous questioning and signed a statement. Did you do it? Did you do it? Yeah. Okay. I can't take it no more. I can't. I can't do it. Uh, confessing to the murder of Asta Eicher and her children. Photographs taken of Powers the days immediately following his arrest revealed two black eyes and extensive bruising as a result of him having fallen downstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, falling down the stairs yeah. on the way from the courthouse. Yeah. yeah. They didn't, it was a one-story one courthouse. <laughs> the barn turned into getting He up. kept falling down on the yeah. same stair. Uh, let's see. Just when authorities believed they would get some well-deserved rest, the case took an unexpected twist. Yet another body was located in the quiet Dell sewer grave. This time, the victim was a dark-haired, heavy-set woman who appeared to have been buried about th- three weeks. She'd been strangled to death with a belt and was found, and a belt that was found still twisted around her neck. In the ashes of a bonfire behind the garage building, officials found a charred book bearing the name of Dor- Dorothy. Pressler Lemke. The book that was the one from Massachusetts. Right. 
The book had been issued by Merchant Savings Bank of Worcester, Massachusetts. Worcester authorities confirmed that Miss Lemke was missing. Well, she's not now. Done now. We found her. Uh, the Flemings traveled to Clarksburg and identified the decomposing body of Miss Lemke on the basis of clothing and dental work. The number of dead at Quiet Dell Garage now numbered five: two lonely women and three fatherless children. Really, fatherless children? Jesus Christ! Mother- motherless children too. Right? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Me. <laughs> So the, the mamas was whores. No. Well, Those kids had a father. He died. Uh, in a trunk. <laughs> Does, did they have one that okay. they could introduce you to? I'm going to I'm gonna stop you right there. Yeah. Please do. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. It's Christmas time. Yeah. Um, one person I won't be visiting this year is my mama. Yeah, she died. she's she dead. dead. She died of cancer, She's I still recall. dead. So I like am, 80 years ago, she I died. I am motherless. Yeah. Um, and as those children will You're be an orphan. I'm an orphan, actually. Yeah. And, and a rat bastard. So let's move on. So was, in the trunk... Kind of overweight as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so if, I, if we're open up him up to critiques, let's... He eats to hide his pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listeners, stuff down the pain. In a trunk, authorities also found hundreds of letters to Cornelius Pearson from lonely women all over the country. Each he of was the women, a stud. I'm telling you, Pigface was a stud. Each of the women had one of those old curly. He make him squeal. <laughs> Come on, girl. Come on, give it. To Each me. of the women had poured their hearts out to call Connie. me daddy. <laughs> call just me saying. Call me poor. Yeah, I want you to. I want. Excuse me. I want you to just think back on that conversation we were having on the on messenger last night. <laughs> And go ahead. I can't remember that. Well, you go ahead and stew on that for a minute. Uh, Each of the women had poured their hearts out to Connie, who professed his love for them as well. On the basis of the letters, authorities contacted Miss Edith D. Simpson of Detroit, who expected Pearson to marry her in September. She'd already purchased her wedding dress and was making arrangements to leave with him. When shown a letter that Powers had written to Asta Eicher, Miss Simpson was amazed to see it was almost the exact copy of the one he'd sent to her. Nevertheless, she told officers, he wrote so beautifully in his letters. His mind was so big and fine, I can't believe he he would hurt an insect. So he just um, he just write the same letter to all the women. He just like photocopy. Take it down to Kinko's yeah. and copy it out yeah. and send it. Just copy, he was copy-pasting and just shooting it on out. So in addition to being a pig-faced serial killer, <laughs> he plagiarized. He did plagiarize himself. Can you plagiarize oh, yeah. from yourself? Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. If you're copyrighted. Now, this was a fascinating thing for the public. They called him the Bluebeard of Quiet Dell. Why did they call him Bluebeard, Colonel? Well, because he killed people. Well, Bluebeard, and the legend of Bluebeard is that he, he would, killed wives. He killed his wives, right? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, hundreds of people were traveling to this murder site. Here, let me do it like Timmy does. Hundreds of people were. <laughs> Hundreds of people were traveling to this murder site every day. Were you saying hundreds of people? Hundreds. 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 Okay, move on. And uh, on September on September 12th... I, I'm trying to add a little drama to Promoters, they constructed a six-foot fence. How high? In front of the garage. Six-foot high fence in front of the garage and a drainage ditch and declared an admission charge. How much? It was 50 cents. You don't know that. I don't know. I don't know. You're making it up. That night, though. But they did charge admission. They did charge. They they charge admission for one night. One. Would they have one good day come out of this? 
because that night over 200 spectators soaked the enclosure with gasoline and set fire to it. Good, because they did not think it was appropriate to charge people to see the murder scene. Yeah, they, want, they wanted to see the dead bodies for free, and they couldn't. So anyway, a second fence got torn down. Now, the citizens of Harrisburg, they were a scary bunch of people here. Yeah. Now, you got to remember, this is West Virginia yeah. down there. These people, they have feuds over the slightest thing. Right. I mean, one time somebody served white wine with uh, the wrong red wine with fish. One time, uh-huh. it was a, that was what started to have feel. Everybody McCoy knows film. you don't do that. Hmm? Yeah. Everybody knows the white wine with tomato soup too. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's a that, faux pas. That's what started to have feel. What is McCoy wrong with feud. you, heathen? Yeah. So the citizens of Harrison County they're enraged at the murders committed well, by they should be. Pig Face. And on September 20th, an angry mob of nearly 500 surrounded the county jail and demanded that Powell's be turned over to him, where they could commit sodomy on him, no. what? strip his flesh, hang him from the nearest tree, now catch him be. on fire. That's probably and, true. Yeah, all the rest of that's probably good. Yeah, probably, I mean, but no sodomy. Like, okay, yeah. actually, their demands would just be really to turn him over, but uh, the subset of plans was to commit sodomy. Uh, yeah. Who's Get him with the cat of nine tails. Mm-hmm. Um, the colonel justice is really what they CBT. were CBT. Yeah, CBT. They was going to take the red hot poker, shove it up his ass. Mm-hmm. So anyway, now the Clarksville Sounds Fire like Department, they were called to the scene to dispel <laughs> this mob, but the angry crowd got to them first, and they tore the links of fire hose from their fire trucks. So they couldn't, because they was going to spray them down with water. Like, right, you know, right, right. Like you do two dogs in heat. Well, right? they're going to spray the crowd to disperse them, right? Yeah, to disperse them. And, and a couple members of the crowd tried unsuccessfully to upset <coughs> one of the fire trucks, which is not an easy thing to do. No, flip a fire I've, I've tried that before. But, so this siege goes on for a, for a couple yeah, hours. It took me hours, and the thing didn't even rock. <laughs> it didn't even rock? No. No. Those fire trucks are a bitch. Was you a merry-go-round when this happened, or was it a real fire truck? <laughs> no, it was a real fire truck. And okay. It's kind of stupid as a kid. Now, this siege lasted for more than two hours and included the use of tear gas bombs. Tear grass? Tear gas bombs, bricks, and other missile-like projectiles. Ain't that fucking tear grass. Missile-like projectiles? Missile-like projectiles. Before police got it under control. Now there was eight men arrested and placed in the county jail. Now officials got a little bit concerned that they could not hold up against such pressure indefinitely and began to make an arrangement to transfer Pigface to the federal penitentiary at Moundville for safekeeping. Now, 3 a.m. this morning, at that morning, 13 officers and three automobiles snuck out the back door to make the journey. As the three automobiles went up Washington Avenue, Powers wept and inquired about the safety of his wife and sister-in-law. That was well he should. He's concerned about his wife. Well, he feared that the mob would turn its anger upon them. Yeah, he loved his wife, obviously. Obviously. Now, they're still, they got to get out of here. So they fired volley after volley at tear gas bombs uh, into the crowd surrounding the jail. That night, because the crowd don't know he's gone. Right. You know, so they just boom, boom, fire and tear gas. And despite the fact that these tear gas things were already releasing, these people were picking up the tear gas bombs and firing them back at the offices. That's it. That's what you do in a riot. No, it was burning eyes of pedestrians more than a block away. 
Man. So the state police, the deputy sheriffs, the city police, they all patrolled the lawn of the sheriff's residence in jail carrying submachine because they was mad at the sheriff by this time. Carrying submachine guns. So it was near, it was near riot conditions at this point. It was. It was yeah. like the Hunger Games at this yeah. point. And uh, now the crowd dis- did not disperse until it was announced that the house was secure inside the walls of Moundsville. Now, during 19, all of 1931, Harrison County was without a courthouse because they tore it down. There you go. Um, now, so they were built a new Hall of Justice. It was under construction. I like that name, Hall of Justice. Yeah. That's where too. Superman hangs out. Um, but the temporary courthouse was not nearly large enough for the, for the trial, so they, they rented Moore's Opera House on 4th Street. Now, how, was that big enough for it? It had a seating capacity of over 500 people. Are you boring yourself? No. Now, the trial began on the colonel's birthday, December 7th, 1931. Okay. Not the year I was born in, but... It That's was actually hard. 10 years before Pearl Harbor, though. Right, yeah. Bad things was going to happen on that day. And was viewed by more people in Harrison County than any other trial in its history. It's a, well, and, and number two really was just the... Uh, was the OJ trial? Was the Ernest T. Bass trial. Who wouldn't... Breaking Rocks and shit. Who, who wouldn't know. go see pig face, the pig face trial? Yeah, I mean, the pig face trial. trial of the century. So, a hundred days after his arrest, he's indicted for the murders of Miss Asta, Ica, mm-hmm. her three kids, Greta, Harry, and Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Now, the prosecutor here, Will Morris, Willie Morris, and his associate. He William later started Stratton, a modeling agency. <clears throat> he yes. did. He did. William Strat- they tri- elected to try the case on the Lemke murder because there was more direct link to powers. They were seeking the death penalty and figured they could get it in this case. And well, I wonder why they think there was, well, I guess because of DNA. They didn't have the matching DNA or something for to, to yeah. show that the I body. I believe they had a confession, so did they beat the hell out of Well, for, they had a confession, but they also had, didn't they uh, have that uh, bank book, right? Yeah. Yes. Now, the states, it was fairly clear-cut for the state. Um, he, constructed, he constructed the garage at the Quiet Dale for Powell's. Okay? Mm-hmm. Cal Southern, city detective, testified that Mr. Lemke's body had been found in a sewer ditch at the garage. He also stated that he had seized letters addressed to Cornelius O. Pearson from the possession of powers. If you're going to a- have an alias, why would you name yourself Cornelius? Yeah, because you get the spelling wrong. Plus, he spelled Pearson all weird on there. Plus, that was the name of that... Uh, wasn't that the name of that guy, the gold uh, the gold digger on uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Wasn't he Cornelius? I yes. think it was not Pearson, though. No. But they had all kinds of evidence against him. Blood stains, clothing... Sweat, tears. Um... Blood, sweat, tears. They had the and the colonel yawned in here because um, Mrs. Colonel kept me up late last night. Well, I apologize. Did you have to pleasure her last night? Doing Christmas things. Um, I was. I was. Uh, it, it was uh, Monday night. Uh-huh. It was uh, uh-huh. Monday night. Uh-huh. It was. Night it was football. last night was festive. It was uh, the, so, the winter, winter solstice. Salt. Right. And uh, the missus gets a little, uh, you know. Little green. Really? Little, uh... What does that have to do with Randy, anything? Randy. Randy around the winter solstice. And she go out in the backyard and she dance naked for a little bit. And then she come back in. She need the colonel to warm her up. Nothing so anyway... has anything to do with She kept anything. me up for a long, So you pleasured her is the way you're telling us. I did. 
I did. Uh, a number of times. Gross. Um, Come on. So anyway, they had all this evidence. It was it was really a slam dunk. Um, and on December 12th, 1931, Judge John Southern stated, it is the judgment of the court that you be taken to the state penitentiary in Moundsville. That to be kept and treated in the manner provided by law and hanged by the neck until dead on March 18th, 1932, between the hours of sunrise and sunset, which is not really true hours. That's just a well. I would, I, I would, I would say, you know, take your time. Uh, get me at the end of the day. Yeah, Powell's accepted his sentence without any noticeable reaction, but on the date of his execution. Powers dressed immaculately in a dark pinstripe suit. Oh, nice. A white shirt, black tie, pig face. Did he have a handkerchief in his He did. He had a little, little thing there. Yeah, an ascot. Walked calmly up the stairs to his death. He declined to make an offer. He declined the offer of a final statement and did not react as a guard slipped the black cap of death over his head. Oh. On March 18th, at precisely 9 a.m., they didn't wait long. It was sunrise, sunset. It was like right after sunrise. You getting it, son. What the hell? Three attended stationed by three buttons, pushed them simultaneously. And what happened to me? Uh, he was hanged. Yeah, and it's like a firing squad. Yeah. None of them really knew which one sprang the right. trap there. Which, was three I, which, which I think is bullshit because if you... If I'm the one that's going to pull the uh, level, or I'm the one that's going to fire the shot, I should know I'm the one that killed him instead of this guesswork. If I'm going to be the hangman, I want to be the hangman. Yeah. I don't want to be the potential possible, you know. Right. I want to be the hangman. You want to be the man. I want to look his wife and kids in the eye and say, I hung your daddy. Yeah. That's what I want to do. So, but they had a system set up similar, like you were speaking with firing squad. Yeah, one guy has a bullet. Everyone else has live rounds. The other one. Well, I, be- I believe blank. one guy has a blank, and another uh, one has maybe a live that. Round, but yeah. in this case, one guy actually uh, hit the hit the hit level. the real button. Yeah, right, right. I'm sure you can feel it with your hand. I'm sure that. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you know. In 11 minutes, Powers was officially pronounced dead. He has soiled himself. One of his shoes fell off. And he wasn't so immaculately dressed at that point. He wasn't so he was immaculately disheveled. dressed. And you know what they forgot to do? And they often like a did this. Shit. They yeah. learned to do this with the electric chair, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the, one of your final last indignities. Is that a word? Yeah, Indignities. Yeah, it's close enough. Um, is when you, you're about to get the electric chair, mm-hmm. what they do is they pack your anal cavity with cotton gauze, mm. Timmy. Because when you get all that jolt of electricity through you, you soil yourself. Yeah. And those guys don't feel like cleaning with that mess. I see. So they would pack your, pack your anus with cars, gauze. And For no, no reason. No, it was, so you didn't... didn't but I mean, not, not for pleasure. Oh, not for pleasure, no. 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 And, uh, but sometimes, now here's the ugly part of that. The electric current will cause the gauze to catch on fire. Yes! Uh, Fuck them. So, the guards? You want the guards to die? Why? No, the gauze catches on fire. Oh, the gauze. I think you said Not the, the guards. guards. The gauze. And yeah, the guards would have been fire. much more interesting if the guards caught it. I don't know somebody with a flaming butthole is yeah. pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause your eyes to pop out. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, but he he was hanged. Right. He was hanged, but he still soiled himself. Mm-hmm. Um, one of his shoes fell off. There goes that new suit. What are they going to bury him in? Hi. So his shoes down on the ground, his suit soiled. Um, there ain't much left of this guy. And, you know, it, 
it, hanging is odd, Timmy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but hanging is odd because if you you got to know a little bit of physics <clears throat> to get the rope right. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't get the rope long enough, um, the man just uh, he dangles there forever. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll dangle there for an hour in the cloud, like, which is good for concessions, right? You know, they sell more beer, more popcorn, whatnot. But you know, most of the crowd like to see somebody die within 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. But if you make the rope too long, the body pick up too much speed on the way down. When it stops, it just pops the head right off. If you make it really long, they just walk away. <laughs> they just walk away, yeah. yeah. Make it really long. Well, if you make it really long, they break their legs when they hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Which I think it should be part of a hanging is they should do it by progression. Mm-hmm. Like you should get a 20-foot hanging but a, or let's say a 30-foot hanging, mm-hmm. but a 35-foot rope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get, the door drops, you drop 30 feet, hit the ground, you're like, oh, some bitch, oh. Now you got to walk back up the gallows to the 20 feet. Mm-hmm. And then you get a 22-foot rope, and they drop you again, you're like, oh, son of a bitch, when are you going to make this rope shorter? You know, you're all mm-hmm. broken up and beating into pieces. Then you get down to the 10-foot one. And you're like, oh, man, they're going to do this shit to me again. But then they only give you the eight-foot rope. Mm-hmm. And then that's when your head no. pops off. Yeah, That would uh, be a good hanging. It would be, Carl. It'd be yeah, more entertaining yeah. than what they've been doing. Yeah. Um, Brandy. Yes. Do you have any final thoughts on Harry F. Powers, a.k.a. Pigface. Pigface. I'd fuck him. Okay. You'd fuck him? No. Did she say I'd fuck it? Nah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. I heard thanks. I hear thanks. <laughs> okay, Pig. If you like pig faces, that's okay. No. no judgments. Oh, yeah. Get out. Yeah. You get pig face, man. He probably he's probably a good lover too. He probably gets gross. He's probably really good, like you know. Oh, give, you know, really, gives really good oral and stuff. He probably had to be. What? Yeah. He probably had to be. No, I have nothing to add. You hear him like oink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He oinking the boinking. He bringing home the bacon to the babies. I'm done listening. Mm-hmm. So, Colonel, <laughs> call me daddy. Call do me you da- have anything to add? Uh, no, other than I think I came up with a new method of hanging: the 30 foot, the 20 foot, and the 10 foot drop. Yeah, a three stage hanging. Um, Brandy, where can people find us? They can find us on the iTunes. We're on the iTunes. Please leave us a review. We are on the Stitcher. We're on the Stitcher. Libsyn. Yeah, and. The Facebook. We're on the we're Facebook. We're on Facebook. Come on. We're on Facebook. Give it to us, baby. And, give it to uh, us. Give we're it to on us. Twitter. Yeah. We're Twitter. on the Facebook. Why Did is, she even say iTunes? Yeah. Did she even yeah. mention yeah, iTunes? Yeah, the first one she mentioned. Oh. What? Uh, where, what's our um, uh, handle on Twitter? By the way, did your Twitter get fixed? Because I know your Twitter was yes. broke. Your Twitter was broke. Yeah. You couldn't twat. <laughs> <laughs> At Twitter, we're at, at History Are you twatting again, devil? First of all, I don't know what you're doing under the desk, but it's really distracting. <laughs> it's a nervous tick, I got. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, at History Dweebs 1. And Facebook, you can find us by looking up History Dweebs. Uh, check us out on Lipson, uh, the iTunes. Look us up uh, under History Dweebs. Leave us a review. That's how other people find us. Uh, any final thoughts, Colonel, as we say goodbye? Uh, no, I, if we do not see our listeners, I hope you have a, a Merry right, we Christmas. Got, we got one more before Oh, we got then. one more to do yeah. before then? Yeah. What, you going to work me to the bone? How yeah. am I going to deliver we all had, these presents? Well, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You didn't deliver them. Uh, Amazon did. Well, 
So um, that's it for what our. I got no th- final thoughts. Podcast tonight again. Thank you and thank you again, seriously, Charlie, for sending us that email. Um, we will try to insult people properly. Yes, because we are idiots. We'll say anything, but we do uh, appreciate you sending the email to straighten us out on pansexuality. <laughs> That's is, kind of funny it, that you said straighten pan, us out on pansexuality. Is pansexuality a word? Look it up. Pan write that down. It is. Write that, write that down, devil. Yeah, Look down that, Google that for us. Uh, All right, everyone. We'll see you next time on History Week. Good day, Bye. listeners. Good day. I said good day, sir. I said good day. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.